Hey there! Welcome to Dogs Are Smarter Than People, the quirky podcast that brings you writing tips and life tips. I'm Sean, and with me as always is Carrie Jones, New York Times and international best-selling author and awesome woman. I'm also Sean's wife, so he has to say that. We always start our podcast with a random thought, and then we go into the writing tip and the dog tip. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy! Hey. Hey there, baby girl. It's a random thought in the office time. It sure is. I feel. Do you feel random, boo? I feel kind of random, actually. I feel wicked random today. Like... Really mellow uh, and chill. I was wondering, like, how... Uh, if you listen to our podcast prior to COVID, if we sounded a lot happier. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I, bet, I bet we did, at least for the random thoughts. Cause yeah. They didn't always, you know, we did them in bed, in the car. Or in a restaurant. Different places when we actually had things to do. Beer festivals. Yeah, that's right. Man, good times. Pretty soon we'll be able to do that again. Yeah. So, yeah. unlike us, these people in uh, California ventured outside yeah and they're on this charter boat right uh-huh. this is really wicked weird okay all right and they saw a super pod or quote unquote a dolphin stampede really so there are a thousand dolphins swimming next to them wow can you imagine that's amazing i'd love to see that i know it's called a dolphin stampede. <laughs> and those people have decided to call it that. It has never been called a dolphin stampede before. So it's just been think, like a super pod or right. something. But they're like, whoa, let's do it. And you know the other really weird part about dolphins? What? And we'll have a link to this uh, um, in the podcast notes. They, um, The boys yeah. sing together like a like BTS or something uh-huh. <laughs> to, co- to coerce the females. This is a direct quote to coerce the females into sex. Dang. Works for humans. Yeah. And they also like make little friends groups. Like some of them like uh, sponge, which means not anything naughty. I mean, that they're, <laughs> that they're trying to like, they forage for tool, use foraging tools to find food. Yeah. Yeah. And their normal group of, of dolphin friends is under 200. So it was like they were wow. having a massive, like, festival yeah. of dolphins. That's right. Like, they're like, woo! It's like the front. It's, like it's the like, dolphin version of Burning Man. Yeah, man. It's the, like a Burning Man <laughs> in the ocean for dolphins. They're all, like, dressed up like Jared Leto, and they're just like, woo! The sponge! Um, anyways, I just thought that was so cool. That is cool. Heck, I'd be really impressed to see 200 dolphins at the same time. Oh, my gosh. I know. The one time I was swimming in Florida all by myself. Yeah. Um, And they were like, I don't know, probably 20 to 30. I thought that was like the best thing that had ever happened in my entire life. I'm sure you did. But I I was in the water with them. So that probably was a slightly different experience. And You were in the water with them? Yeah, man. Were they singing to you? (laughs) <laughs> there was some noise <laughs> just like with humans I did not understand the intent if that was the intent there but oh my word have you ever seen dolphin some of the dolphin like not in a only when we did we have captured we paid to do it. yeah like yeah yeah it's so cool that is cool that is very cool would you like to hear about something uh, naughty but oh sure alright so Sorry. 
These German police, again, this is an AP article that mm-hmm. shared, and uh, they got the this guy's walking in the woods, right? He's yeah. like, boop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doo, welcome my dog, here we go, I'm almost in like... Austria, I'm almost in the Czech Republic, I'm jogging, right? Whatever. He's out there in the forest right. in Bavaria. And he's like, because oh, there's a bag. Yeah. And like the area is known for having a lot of undetonated World War II bombs. So he kind of freaks out because the bag's looking a little shady to him, right? Right. So he calls the police and the bomb squad comes. Yeah. And the bomb squad opens it up and they're like, oh, there's a grenade in there. But then they're like, it's a rubber grenade. And then they're like, there are also condoms and lubricant in there. And so they're like, what? And so the direct quote, which I love is, an internet search confirmed the suspicion. There are actually sex toys in the form of hand grenades. Wow. Wow, that's right. Not that's no judgment if that's your thing, but wow. Gonna stick a hand grenade up their keister, huh? I don't know, man. I don't know where it goes, but like. Wonder how they lost that. Oh, their backpack. I don't know, man. We found a sex toy in the woods before, remember? I probably repressed that. Oh, we found a, a, a silicone butt, remember? Oh, we did find a butt. We yeah. found a butt in the woods. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was litter, but we left it there. Yeah, we didn't really want to touch it. We didn't, you know, we didn't want to touch it. We didn't have gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our writing uh, podcast. I can just always imagine some teenage boy stole his dad's silicone butt, took <laughs> it up in the middle of the woods so he wouldn't get caught using it. <laughs> That's really, really wrong. It is wrong. But you know what? There has been some research in science that says that if you, this is from an article on men's health, and it Mm kind of goes into that. If you um, let your man parts out into the sunlight without covering them up, it, um, Produce it boosts the production of these cells called Leydig cells, and those produce testosterone, and it allegedly increases your testosterone level by about two hundred percent. Holy crap! Yeah, I gotta get on that. Yeah. Does uh, does it work if you put sunscreen on? (laughs) You don't know, baby, but I think you'd come out very, very burnt. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, you don't. And you don't need any more testosterone, baby. I do. You need a little more estrogen. I always need more testosterone. No, no, no. It's a vital part of our relationship. Such a thrilling story. I and, mean, you know, that's what we're about to talk about. Testosterone? No. Sex? No, not silicon butts either. Or even dolphins. We're going to talk about how to make a thrilling story. You cool? Oh, thrilling story. Do you have anything else you want to randomly say before we move on? Um, no, I'm all right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Writing tip of the pod. Can I just say first? No, no, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. You don't want to talk about what you want to say? No, I need to hear the title first. How do you make your story thrilling? (laughs) Well, I can make a thrilling story because the next sunny day we get... 
I'm going to be sitting outside on <laughs> no, the back deck with no pants on. No, we have too many neighbors. For you boosting my testosterone levels. No, no pale one. You can't They wouldn't that. be able to see anything anyways without binoculars. You're so, you're so mean to your, your body parts, baby. <laughs> Are you fishing? Are you fishing? Well, you really, really should have started that off with you're not... Not with you're so mean to your body parts, but that's not true. I said that on our last you're podcast on something strange on Friday. Did you said you? the same thing. And I'm like, that's not true. You're fishing. I'm not catching enough fish, I guess. <laughs> oh, <my word>. Holy <laughs> smokes. How do you make your podcast thrilling? Listen to married people argue. Okay, so you're arguing. I'm giving you life hacks. <laughs> Cackle. All right, so. How do you make your story thrilling? Yeah, how? So, we've all read or heard a story that just bores us to tears, right? Uh-huh. So, you don't want to write that story or even, like, tell that story at a party unless boring people is your goal. Okay. That's a fine goal. <laughs> you get to have that if you want to. Don't let anyone take your goal away from you. Right. But if that's not your goal... Let's talk. Let's talk, man. So to not bore your reader at the most basic level, you have to do three things. And these three, three things are the basic element. I've said basic a lot. I feel like I'm going to go get some Starbucks. But they're the basic <laughs> elements, right? This yes. is bare bones here. Okay. Like super bare bones. But you can build off of this, right? Mm -hmm. So number one is... Keeping your damn word. Just like in a relationship, when you write a book for someone or tell them a story, you set up an expectation in them that there's going to be a payoff for them reading or listening. There's always an expectation that the reader will have from the kind of story you write or the questions you put out there for the character. Some of those are... Will they catch the murderer? Will James get out of the giant peach? Will the rich family get out of the town? Will Lassie save whoever Lassie needs to save? And will those singing dolphins get their ladies? So, your book is full of those promises and questions that you, the author, set out for the reader and that you have to answer. And if you don't... You're a promise breaker. Who there was a pause there. And you've ruined... What have you ruined, Sean? Your relationship with your reader. You don't want to do that. No. No. Then they get mad and throw the book in the toilet and rip it up and stuff or burn it. It's no good. So number two is... Making your damn character interesting. This has a lot to do with the plot, by the way. Okay. So tell us about it, Sean. Your character has a journey. They make choices. The bigger the story and the scarier the bigger the choices. The character in a thrilling story has to be the hero, the brave one, the choice maker. Those choices lead you to a thrilling and amazing finale. So true. And number three is... Making time matter. So if you have your whole life to hunt down the monster that's killing everyone in town, there's not a lot of tension there, right? That's right. If the bomb's going to explode in 10,000 years... No need to worry about that. Yeah, but the pressure of a villain who's killing people, the pressure of the bomb about to explode, the pressure of a destiny that might not happen if you don't hurry up, the pressure of a relationship breaking, let's say, if you don't, you know, do something in an hour and get some more testosterone. That's a big deal. Like, it's a trope, that ticking clock and making time matter, but it's a trope for a reason. Yeah. Use it, man. 
Really? Yeah. Use those tropes. Well, not you personally about the last one. Oh, okay. I'm getting more testosterone. <laughs> you don't need any. Either from the sun or in pill scary. form. You'd be like very scary. So there's some other things that make a good thriller too. Well, like will Sean go out and get arrested for trying to get some more testosterone? <laughs> Sorry. All right, number one is there needs to be high stakes, time limits, like we talked about. Multiple problems also increase that stake. So if we were at a story about a man, not Sean, who was like, ah, my woman's unhappy. And if I just had a, and everybody's mean to me, if I just had a little more testosterone, I'd be okay. I'm going to lose my wife. So he goes out and he like sunbathes naked and doesn't think the neighbors can see, but they can all see. And some take pictures and some call the police and then he gets arrested and he's a, um, and then he goes to jail naked and it goes viral. And his woman is really into like reputation and prestige. He's now gone to a downward spiral, right? With That's multiple right. high stakes and multiple problems. He's in jail. It's gone viral. That's horrible. But you know, go viral out of all that. The picture of my sunburned penis. <laughs> People are like, oh my god. Did you see how I just made a whole plot? You did. I You're know. crazy good like that. Okay, so Lots anyways, you can see I just needed a little prop, so I was fishing. So you just Once want- again, a little prop. <laughs> You're a horrible one. <laughs> it's so big. God, my it's so god. Big. Um, so anyways. <laughs> The first one, going back, is there needs to be high stakes. Yep. The second one is... There needs to be an actual threat to the characters or society. Right. Which I would not be sunbathing on the back deck. (laughs) (laughs) There needs to be some things that you don't expect to happen that happen. Maybe Sean gets a movie contract from his whole viral celebrity status of his sunburnt man part. So, like, you know, like, that would be a good twist. Their characters need to be multiple dimensions, not flat little cardboard figurines or game pieces, but interesting, right? Uh The more you know about Sean, the more interesting it is that he would be put in that situation. There also needs to be some cool action going on. That might be mind games. Mind games count. Car chases do, too. I feel like we have a lot of mind games going on in this podcast right now. No, there's no mind games. I feel like there might be. No, not at all. All right, so good thriller tips. Other things, high stakes, actual threat, things, unexpected stuff, multiple dimension, fully rounded characters, and cool action. Cool action. Cool action. And what's yep. the bonus element, Bay? Cool locations. Right. Your reader wants to explore the world from the safety of their bed, couch, porch, or subway seat. Or back deck. Your book lets them do that. Use details. Make those locations real. So all condensed. The writing tip of the pod is, I remember the elements of a thriller. Yeah. Don't bore your audience. Like, in real life or... Unless they're into being bored. There are definitely audiences out there into being bored. But, like, you don't want to write just for yourself. Think about your damn audience, not just yourself. They're nice and condensed, baby. Um, 
But there are audiences that like to be bored. What's up with yep, that? That's what I said, man. I know. I know. Not us. Can I mention a specific movie we tried to watch the other night? No. <laughs> me to tears? No, you can't. People seem to love it? No, you can't. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. All right. The end. <laughs> Dog tip for life. <laughs> so I tried to get this one out of Sparty. What was that noise? That was me laughing. Oh. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a girly fart. I don't do that. Like a little... No, it was... <laughs> you laugh, though. <laughs> Why were you laughing? Just because you're so cute when you say dog tip for life. Oh, anyways. I tried to get a dog tip for life out of Sparty, but guess what? He's not very thrilling. <laughs> he doesn't know much about making I'm life sorry, thrilling. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Gabby, on the other hand, she knows about thrilling. She does. She knows how to imbibe excitement into any aspect of life. That's so true. It is. Mm-hmm. Whether it's going up the stairs and losing her footing and sliding down four stairs. Yeah, and then not being able to regain her footing. Or barking at the leaf outside like it's mm-hmm. a pack of wild wolves. <laughs> or, hmm, I don't know. What else does she do? She does everything, man. She does. Everything's an excitement thing. She'll cry in the middle of the night for no reason until you pet her. Oh, God. She'll, like, shake randomly. She'll... She's just a mess, but she she keeps you on your toes. She's the best loving dog. But can I tell the skunk story? Every Gabby Page is a turner. (laughs) Yes, tell the skunk story. (laughs) All right, so I think I'll condense the dog tip life would be from Gabby. Make your life thrilling. You have that choice, right? Like, make it interesting. But the skunk story, which shows the difference in Gabby and Sparty, is that uh, earlier this weekend, uh, no, last week, I guess it was last week, um, we have a skunk that's hanging out around our house, right? Around our neighborhood. Our whole neighborhood. Like terrorizing the whole neighborhood. And every day it smells a little bit skunky, but some days it smells super skunky. Yeah. And the other day I'm in the office writing and working and I hear outside, our dogs are inside, outside, this dog like going wild on like, you know, the dog, I'm upset, oh my gosh, danger, danger, bark. And then whoosh. the massive smell of skunk so Gabby in her old creaky bones leaps up from the floor rushes to the front like um sliding glass doors Mm -hmm. and it's like woof 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 I'm your backup I support you woof 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 like to the other dog outside and Sparty runs up too and Sparty rarely runs up and he like takes a position three feet behind Gabby and lets out one bark. Like one, woof. And he's done. <laughs> he is done. <laughs> and then we see the scum, or and you look outside and you can see this man tugging his poor dog and this yeah. poor man like, uh, like tugging the dog down the whole road. And then um, you see the skunk Waddling across, waddling the across the street and taking <laughs> shelter under a building um, nearby. Wow. I couldn't see it. Yeah, so it was a perfect example of how Gabby gets excited and builds the drama into things and sparks a bit more chill. He is a lot he's, more laid back. He's strategic. He's like, yeah. 
And that happened when Gabby killed the skunk in our yard last year, too. Oh, he didn't even pay attention to it. No, it was the middle of the night. All the stuff, all the smell going on. She's in the back corner of the yard killing a skunk. And we're like, no, Gabby. But it was way too late. Way and too late. Barty is like, you know, 50 feet, 75 feet at a diagonal, <laughs> deliberately not looking at the mess that's going on back there. Like... I'm not a part of this. I'm not. I, I, nothing's going. Nothing to see. Nothing yep. to see here. He's a, he's a, he's pretty low key. Yeah, but Gabby, you know, she's all in. She's all in. She makes her own thrills. You know, she's full on into life. Sometimes to the death. Well, for that poor skunk, honestly. Well, you know what? That was the second skunk she encountered, and the first one sprayed her right in the mouth and got away. So I think she was. Getting her uh, vengeance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> she's a good dog. She's when it comes to skunks in your yard. Hey, thanks for listening. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast all over the place. So I can make my five dollars a year. Carrie really needs that five dollars. Needed so bad, man. Um, and we'd like to shout out to um broke for free which created the track summer spliff and that music is clipped and shortened in this podcast and is made available through the creative commons license that's awesome hey buy my books yes buy her books and find out more about us on carriejonesbooks.blog we have another podcast loving the strange live on fridays it's fun and awesome well it's fun for me yeah sean but please join us seven o'clock friday night it's all about love and the strange. And it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good day. <laughs> <laughs>